nothing in place of a speech, nothing in, in place because I think I think for them, like Xanthus has been spending a lot of time in their ready room. They've been spending a lot of time alone, going through reports and just reading, 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 um, and listening and listening and you know, holding court essentially on that bridge, um, listening to all these things. And I think you know they, they're just they're, they're drawn inward. They can't get to personal or sentimental they have to make really exacting calls um and so they kind of sort of forget how to talk to people <laughs> just talk to people normally how to have a normal conversation um and so it's not a speech um but it's a meal it's a meal that they have with their crew um with their bridge officers rather and coriander is there i, I also believe that as well um and it's just this really someone like cracks a joke and like Xanthus genuinely laughs and it just rips through them and they don't know where the hell that came from, but then it's just there and they're, they're, they're so present in a way that they hadn't been for what felt like months in the black. I love that. Yeah. I think, uh, in this time, just to like, kind of, because I want, because this is a long time. This is uh, Cassandra Tomas Berenice making squid ink pasta in the the Kingdom Come for months on end. Vibes. Mm-hmm. This is just being in the blackness of space, and I want like just a bit from each of them. Like, cause that, that's, that's Xanthus's. So like, what is Sud doing in this long time period? I know this isn't technically part of the scene. Shish. What is Sud, what is Sud doing in this long, dark period? I just keep coming back to the picture in the book and I'm just like, what if she just is knitting a really long sweater? (laughs) How is she interacting with other people? Is she interacting with other people or is she kind of keeping to herself? Like, I think she comes out some and like looks over the crew uh, and people but she doesn't really interact with them that much. She's just like watching and kind of monitoring them to see how they're doing. But not really paying much attention to how she's doing. Yeah. Oh, sad. <laughs> I think for Corey, this is Corey realizing that this is real. In a weird way. Like, he knew it was real. He knew that this was, like, real. But now he has, like, these this moment, this time to sort of, ha- like, get all those thoughts. Like, that those thoughts are able to exist. And there's probably a time when somebody, like, finds him like holed up in a corner just kind of having like a crag breakdown (laughs) or 
actually, no, it's even better. He goes to the, the mech and has a crank breakdown in the mech. Aww. He, he maybe. <laughs> I think he, that's when the mech speaks, too, and is like, it's going to be okay. Aww. Aww. <laughs> that's so good. I like it being kind of like, uh, like Bumblebee. <laughs> of fucking Transformers, though, and it's like, it's like radio thing. It hasn't found its own voice yet. Yeah. Which probably scares the shit out of Corey. <laughs> so that's, that's fun. Um, Xanthus probably also has to deal with Corey having like a whole existential breakdown at some point because Corey goes to Xanthus and is like, People died. Yes, but we can endeavor to keep keep the rest of them safe. But how? How do how do we keep the rest of them safe? By fighting with everything we have. What if it's not enough? It'll have to be. Yeah, that's just the, the whole conversation. <laughs> mm hmm We love children. They're great. <laughs> Doing their best. Um, and then, of course, there's also those times when we all irritate the fuck out of each other, because, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, Xanthus definitely... There's, there's probably a moment where, like, they lash out in a way they don't mean to. Um, there's definitely a moment where they, they lash out where they don't mean to. Probably a coriander. <laughs> um, um, because coriander it's just... makes a mistake that to Xanthus mm -hmm. is a, a very, like, basic thing that you shouldn't, you, sh at this point, you shouldn't be making this mistake. Mm -hmm. But Cory doesn't have that enough experience to know to not make that mistake so <laughs> I love tight quarters think, yeah tight quarters mm -hmm. a lot of breathing room yeah. yeah people start having their personal space bubbles broken fights break out There might be some hate fucking going on <laughs> with some yeah. people. Yeah, you probably. Know, it happens. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> like, I, you're, you look so stupid. You look, you want to kiss me so bad it makes you look stupid. Type of shit happening around the ship. It's just like, yeah. what's wrong with you people? <laughs> I like the fucking, like, the TikTok of that one chick that's, like, like pretending to be two guys. And it's just like, you got such kissable lips, what? No, I don't. Oh, yeah, I know that TikToker. <laughs> I had to bring the humor back. Yep. Uh, okay. So we've got our traits and our resources. Uh... We got restive, recovering, shattered, hardened, 
enamored are reconnected and resources are repairs, community morale, and faith. Uh, so I think I'm going to, I think this is one where I think having a trait and a resource would be good because there's multiple here that could work. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I'm going to give community as a resource because I think that, um, despite the fact that we're all getting on each other's nerves, it's the kind of getting on each other's nerves that feels very familiar and familial. You know? You get getting, on my nerves so bad. You're so attractive. We're getting comfortable with each other, and so we're pushing at each other's boundaries and finding where those lines lay. And in doing so, we're getting closer to each other because, like, we have to. You know? Yeah. And, uh, Malia, as a suggestion, I think uh, either recovering or reconnected I think recovering because they're recovering from all the people they just lost. Yeah. Okay. So recovering. So you get recovering as a trait and community as a resource. All right. So now we move into our first of two we reflection notes. Uh Play proceeds differently in this node, and the three roles of primary, satellite, and counterweight are not brought into play. Apogee and Peri- Apogee, Apogee, or I don't know how to pronounce it, and Perigee are a cathartic release from tension in which players get to spend the resources they have accrued. How will they greet you, these dwellers of the farthest emptiness? They have changed themselves so much to adapt to the exigencies? of life with no margin for error. Over the generations, their culture has shifted to alien aesthetics that share little common ground with Earth. In spite of the differences between you and them, they are willing to hear you out and take you in. But on what terms and how comfortably? So, spending our resources, the fleet seeks to negotiate positive terms for their stay among the people of the first exodus, but several objections have been raised. The sudden population influx will cause resource strain. The peoples of these enclaves are justifiably wary. A cultural divide has grown between Earth and these folks. The peoples of the fleet are depleted and exhausted. Players may spend a resource in their possession to improve one of these points of friction from a negative form of reception to a positive one. For instance, changing cultural divide to recalling shared heritage. Remove that resource from your character sheet. Describe how the fleet's contribution of this resource to the negotiations smooths the concern over. After everyone has had a chance to spend their resource, how does the fleet's relationship to the first exodus stand? Oh, maybe we were supposed to always assign a resource. Huh. Whoops. Mm. Uh, so I guess for the first, for the very first scene, um, Malia, would you want to give refugees, spaceships, hope, or heritage? Can we make one up too? Because you can also make one up. Because I figure the mech could count. I don't think the mech can be a resource because we want to keep that. 
Okay. Um, I think hope would be good for that one. Yeah, all right. Okay. <clears throat> so I get to put hope on mine. Okay. <laughs> We're good at games. It's fine. Uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling back down. Okay. So we have scene prompts. Uh, briefly, in a few sentences, we answer one scene prompt each. So I guess starting with me and we'll go down in the, the slides order. So then Malia and then Solace will each pick one. Okay. Let's see. I am going to go with C, which is you feel adrift here, listless, purposeless, misplaced. How do you cope? And I think for Corey, a lot of that is that it is just so different from everything that he has known. And he, I don't think any of his family is in the fleet. So he is alone. And he spends a lot of his time in the mech talking to it because it, it is, it has become familiar. You want to play out one of those conversations? Uh, sure. Who wants to be the mech? I haven't had a chance to. I would be down to. Okay. Yeah. So I think this is like maybe um, a week or two in and Corey just is like curled up in the seat in the cockpit, like curled in on himself with like a blanket or something like there's probably like a bunch of stuff in here. Now <laughs> Wait, just 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 to clarify. Right. You know, in the book says, you know, this is first exodus. Right. Yes. Um, But, you know, just for our sense of, you know, space and time this isn't hope's promise right no this is not hope's promise this is probably a planet that isn't under mandate control and has managed to stay out of it and knows of hope's promise mm -hmm. there's probably people on this planet who are part of that group as well who help people get to hope's promise but mm -hmm. it's one of those like they're not they don't trust new people who just show up. Like you've mm -hmm. got to kind of be vetted. <laughs> mm. They're not going to send bastards there. Right. They got to make sure you ain't spas. Right. Uh, so Corey is curled up in the cockpit with a blanket. That's probably very like threadbare and probably nicked from where it was probably just going to be uh, turn, either turned into something else or at some point it was just like, this is not worth trying to save. You know? Like, it's at that point, but he's like, this is mine now. No one will miss it. <laughs> uh, and, like, 
anything else that has managed to become his is also in this cockpit because it's a big cockpit. Nice cockpit. Yep. (laughs) God. So Corey's just kind of curled up in the cockpit. What do they call each other now? That is a good question. I'm trying to think of what Corey would start calling the mech. Because I have like a, I have like a name pitch for the mech, like itself, like before you uh, filmed a relationship with it. What is the name of the mech pre-relationship? Mm-hmm. I was thinking uh, Thresher. Okay. That seems like a farming tool and i think that's kind of cool i'm thinking about terraforming uh thresher thresher i think uh cory kind of takes that name and like tilt shifts it to thrush oh okay yeah nice which is a, a type of bird yeah that's cool yeah and so i think cory calls the mech thrush Hmm. Hmm. That's just super interesting. I wonder what they call you. What does it call you? But what do you want to be called? There's like pilot. There's like an operant, right? And there's like your name. But like, what is? Does it have like a pet name for you too? <laughs> Corey probably told like told Thrush like you can just call me Corey like my name is Coriander you can just call me Corey though because that's what I tell everybody else to call me um and there was probably like a period of time where it was like pilot Corey um but maybe in this like maybe in this conversation is when that nickname comes out like that new mm-hmm. nickname right Thrush. Or for oh, for me, me for, for you for yeah for Corey. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Because Corey saw like was like what is like what what is your name and the ship was probably the mech was probably like my designation is Thresher, and Corey was like that. No, I don't like that. I'm gonna call you Thrush. What is a threat? What is Thrush? Oh, it's a type of bird. And so this, the, I don't know, I don't think Corey is going to initiate conversation in this moment because he's just like existing, (laughs) you know, in the cockpit. Yeah. In the cockpit. Mm -hmm. Pilot Corey, are you all right? No, like physically, yeah, but otherwise, not really. I don't know. And he like puffs out his cheeks before like making a noise. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. 
Why do you feel a need to do anything? Because I'm supposed to be helping. Like, everybody has stuff that they're supposed to be doing. Um, Have you asked? Yeah, and I've been told to just kind of rest and stuff. And, like, I'm doing that, but I don't... I, mm, I, like, does, like, frustrated hand flappies, because every character I make is autistic and no one can stop me. I am here with you. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. that. That's why I like being in here, because you're here and I don't have to do anything, and I don't have to feel like I should be doing something. I'm just here. And you're just here, and it's nice. I'm just here. All you have to do is grow in your own time. Like a sapling. You are a sapling. Frustrated at the confines of the ground. I, yeah, I guess. I think I'm more frustrated at the... I guess, yeah, I'm frustrated at the confines of the ground, because we're not moving. We're just here. And I know we have to be here, but I don't... It picks at the blanket, makes noises instead of actual words, because words are hard. Violet Corey. Yeah, Thresh? May I ask you a personal question? I mean, yeah, go for it. Were you born in space? God, now I have to think about that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I was, um, before my family landed on the planet that we came from, um, I actually lived in space until I was, like, ten. So I'm, I'm more used to being in space than I am to being on the ground, honestly. Uh, Corey, you are a child of zero gravity. I like the floating. It's more fun than being stuck on the ground. I like flying. That's why I'm a pilot. I am learning more about you. Yeah, this is making a lot more sense. Your frustrations are valid, Pilot Corey. I did not need this understanding to tell you that your frustrations are valid, but I thought it important to tell you that I am learning how to be with you. I appreciate that. I appreciate you also. Because um, I know everything has been kind of new and scary for you, too. I am not executing my 
prime directive. But I have been offered new ones, time and time again. And I have accepted them, time and time again. And often they are bestowed by you. And I am grateful for your bestowal. Ish, think you should have a choice in the stuff that you can do instead of just doing whatever. As I said before, fascists tell you to do. You had given me an opportunity, and I accepted it. That is my choice. He's like picking at the threadbare blanket, but less out of frustration and more out of like. I'm just I'm just a young man just being nice things are being said picks at blankets so we don't have to look at anything I was glad to I was glad to find you or to have been found by you I'm glad you are my opera I'm glad you have removed me from the purpose that I was built for, from the people that I was built for, so that I may do what I do for people who need it. Sort of picks more at the, the blanket for a second before, like, nodding and saying, yeah, you you deserve to do what you want to do. I want to be with you. Out of character, gay. <laughs> In character, more intense blanket picking. I I want to be with you too. I, that's why I like coming and just being here. Cuz it's it's nice. Being around you is nice. Alec Corey. Are you tired? I feel like I'm always tired. But do you mean need to sleep tired or just existentially? Hmm. Do you require sleep? <laughs> Probably I haven't actually been sleeping very well. Because they keep wanting me to sleep, like, on the ground. Or, like, in the ships, and I don't want to. Would you rather sleep inside me? If that's okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. Yes. That is acceptable. I can dim the lights for you if you want. Yeah, that would be nice. I will transition into auxiliary mode for you. Is 
And then they both took a nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what nickname has has Thrush decided upon for Corey? Sapling. Sapling. Until, until I'm going to fight you in uh, behind a Denny's. Uh, yes. I'm going to fight you behind a Denny's. That's what yes. I'm going to do. <laughs> Malia. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. So I know I said that Corey was like 1920. I think that he's actually like 16. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It makes Kiddo. more sense for him to be a little bit more baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the uh, what cultural practices of the first Exodus are familiar and which are not. Are you off-put or fascinated by the differences? Which of these practices does the fleet adopt? Um, so what What are familiar? So I think uh, because some of the plant people, uh, even though they're not from originally Sud's uh, world. Uh, they're still plant people, which means Sud is just like, my people. Yeah, and so uh, I think their uh, traditions of the way they mourn people that have passed is familiar. Um, and how they honor their dead. And then, which are not. Um, I think I think it would be weird for Sud to like the bartering bit. Like she's like, so you don't have a um, means of currency. You just like barter with everything. That's that's different. Sud has never been to Hope's Promise. <laughs> and I think she's fascinated by the differences. Okay. Do you want to do a scene between Sud and, like, maybe one of the plant people who, like, vaguely recognizes her as, like, one of the quote-unquote old gods? Sure, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Would Sud be visiting, like, uh, potentially a place of worship or something else? Yeah, I think I think Sud comes in and just, like, sits in the back quietly and while the services are going on so that she doesn't disturb anything. And then it's, like, at it, it's coming in at the at the end of the process when everyone's getting ready to, like, go about their day other places. Mm -hmm. And then, like a priest, a, a like a priest of like sea foam or something, you know, derivative of sud. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Um, comes up to comes up to her, and you were one of the people who came on the fleet. Yes. Yes. It is absolutely lovely to have you here with us. I appreciate you coming to our service. Oh, well, thank you. It was a lovely service. I think they've, like, uh, 
asked, may, may I sit with you for a moment? Certainly. Sits next to her and is like looking towards like the front of whatever the this meeting place is. I don't want to describe it as a church, like a what we would think of as a church because it's probably not. Yeah. But, you know, just looking towards like where like the front of this meeting area is, um, like hands kind of like, uh, settled in their lap. Uh, I think this, this is a plant person. So like hands is loose. Uh, I think this is a plant person made of a plant that we as like humans on earth, us would not recognize. This is definitely a plant person who is of this world. Mm hmm. Um, but whose, like, familial history can probably be tracked way back to the original planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think after a moment of silence just sort of says, you are more than just one of the people on the fleet. Am I correct? How do you mean? There is there is a presence to all things. Uh, there there's the way that my people feel to each other, and there's the way that warm-blooded creatures feel to us, cold-blooded creatures feel to us gestures, things of that nature. And then there is the way that things that are none of those feel to us. Things that come from between or things that are not necessarily above us, but are more than us. Such as gods, or things of that nature. You feel like one like that. Mm, I see. Uh, well, you're not wrong. Oh, good. I'm not getting rusty in my old age. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um. I. Finished what I came here to do. Um, but. I've found. The cultural practices here and. Just the way all of the people that live here is quite fascinating to me. And I, I want to experience more before I go. I can imagine we're very different from where we came from. Would yes, you like someone very. to show you around? That would be lovely. I would be more than happy to. I can show you the markets. 
As long as you have something to trade, I think we can find you something you like. Uh, I can, I can come up with something to trade. Does that does that seem good, Malia? Or do you want to? Yeah, I think that? I think that's good. <laughs> I love Sud so much. <laughs> All right, Xanthus. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, how long has the fleet's recovery taken? Months, years, decades. How long have you dwelt in this sanctuary of drifting ice and rock? And how has it changed you? Well, I don't know how much of it is ice and rock. Um, because we have flat people, um, you know. Um, but I, th I definitely think this is more on the lens of uh, maybe a year. How do you feel about a year? Year, year and a half, maybe. Year and a half. Okay. More um, time than they expected to stay, but not so long that they all start getting fucking antsy. Right, right, right. So it, it definitely does take a long time. Mm -hmm. And I think in maybe a year and a half with some of their technologies, you know, maybe we're able to get one ship, two, or just repair the ones that, or just repair the ten that we have left. Um, because the future of this game is we go back. Or we continue forward. I don't know. Maybe we have to make that decision. Maybe this year and a half is where we actually choose which direction we go. Because there's uh, still more mandate space ahead of us. True. 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 And I think I think the the, the the sort of principle behind going back to where we came from was so that, you know, we can keep up the good fight. But honestly, mandate space is behind and in front of us. So, like you said, I think we could keep doing what we're doing, but continue forward rather than circling back you know um you know we could still liberate more people and bring people along or whatever you know that sort of thing um get closer to this mythical other place exactly you know find the one piece right um, <laughs> so how is how has that changed xanthus as a person well i think for one just their relationship to the space around them and the people around them. They aren't cooped up in the ship anymore. At least not all the time, you know? So there's a lot more walking with people and talking with people in just, you know, quote unquote, you know, regular quotidian ways. You know, it's having tea and coffee and, you know, other such things with people in the places where they feel a little more comfortable, where they're not in a uniform. You know? Dragging Cory out of Thrush to go exist with other people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think there's there's a lot more um <laughs> You're my son now, child. <laughs> they're beginning they're beginning to thaw in a really <laughs> visible way. I think there's just like a comfort there's like a southern comfort there that you just you just don't you just don't get in space. Mm -hmm. And I think they've just been in space for a very long time. Xanthus, I have adopted you now, Corey. Like, yeah, you know, it's. I think, there, and there's a lot of there's a lot of moments like that. Um, and I think with Corey in particular, I think maybe they think of like fishing or something. Aww. you know, um, fishing or you know, 
uh, maybe maybe they cook for him or whatever. I don't really know. I just know that there is a there is a very nice, gentle, and mundane moment for the two of them that has nothing to do with fighting a war against the mandate. That has nothing to do with his relationship to Thrush. It has nothing to do with any of that stuff. It's it has nothing just to them... do with being captain and like pilot. It's oh, right. Just two people. Do you want to do that scene? Sure, I can do that scene. Yeah. Um, do you like the fishing boat idea? I like the fishing boat idea. I also well. like the fishing yes, boat idea. Yes, fishing is always good. <laughs> so, so uh, Xanthus is, has dragged Corey out of Thrush. At this point, Corey is like 17 and is very much a teenager. Mm-hmm. Coriander. It's time to come down from there and engage in an activity. <laughs> like a pea poking head out of like whatever hatch. <laughs> like, what? I didn't do it. What? <laughs> Come now, unless you... Do you expect to stay in there for another year? I mean, I can. Not the point. Please. Thrush in the background, like, you should probably go. You should probably go. They seem seem very serious. Alright, fine. You're not allowed to cheat at our checkers game. I won't. I'll know if you do. <laughs> like, but this is like a a joking conversation they've had multiple times. I'll be here when you get back. Okay, I'll be back. I guess whenever they're done with me. And then does the cool like pilot slide down like a a ladder, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just shoop on the ground now. Is is taller, like, probably had a growth spurt. Clothes are a little ill-fitting. And I think it's been a minute since they've, like, seen you. So I think they just look at you and there's, like, a softness in their eyes when they say this. And they say something like, My, how you've grown. I mean, I'm only, like, a few inches taller. Still. What what are we doing? Something I have along. something I haven't done in a very long time. Smash cut out on the water. <laughs> <laughs> Has like a fishing rod in hand and yeah. is just like, oh, this is boring. <laughs> fishing requires patience and discipline. And perhaps more than anything, a willingness to just be. Uh, you sound like be. Thrush. Well, I don't know how I feel about being compared to a robot. They're always telling me to just be. Well, are you? I don't know. I don't know what that means. I mean, I'm being me. So, and what being me right now is, is I'm bored. You know, I heard a story once. Would you like to hear it? I have a feeling that you're going to tell me 
no matter what. So, sure. The people here have a long history with these waters. There is something deep below us right now. Big and fearsome. We are going to catch it. What? We're going to wrestle with the beast, Coriander. Just kind of like looks back at them with this very what the fuck look on his face. So now that I've told you the story. Are you going like stir crazy or something? Are you you still bored? I'm concerned. (laughs) Well, that's different. Better than bored. Hmm? Okay, how are you planning on catching a mythological monster? With my fishing rod, of course. How, how else did you expect me to do it? Has anybody else ever caught this thing? No. Then how would... How we? How? With skill. Patience. Discipline. Squints at them. I think you're full of shit. And you. And me what? I have you. Oh. I don't know how much help I'm going to be. I've never fished before. That's okay. I'll teach you. We'll start small. And then I think they try to teach you how to fish. I don't know if it works. <laughs> like, you have to hook a worm. On, you have to put a worm on the hook. And Corey's no, no, like, no, I have no, to don't, touch no, don't, that. Don't, don't, don't eat the worm. I don't want to eat it. No, what? Well, good. Don't, don't stick your tongue out like that. I don't want to touch it. Fine. I will. And, he, and they hook it for you. Um, <laughs> now just. Hey, thanks, dad. Sarcasm. You're welcome, son. And they just put a hand ah, on your shoulder. Ah, you weren't supposed to take that seriously. Oh. I'm sorry. Worm wiggling intensifies. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is awkward. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Oh, golly. Oh, oh gee willikers. You're uh, having a time, aren't you? <laughs> Corey almost throws the fucking fishing rod into the water trying to cast. Because he doesn't flick the rod properly. Yeah. I can't believe I came channeling my, 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 my child memories of a goofy movie. Um, <laughs> right now. The perfect cast. The perfect cast. <laughs> Catches his own pants. The pants just rip off. <laughs> the, the fucking worm. No, oh, okay. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> After casting, now they're just sitting in silence. Corey's bored. And then I think the boat starts to rock. And the sea starts to churn. Uh, what the fuck? Corey, I believe it is coming. 
All we did was... What? <laughs> you must prepare yourself. Like, one hand still on the fishing rod, the other, like, grabbing the side of the boat, like... No, 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 no. What? Two hands. Uh, what if I Two fall hands. out of the boat? It's okay. Hands on shoulders. <laughs> I got you. Both hands on the fishing rod. I'm assuming that the 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 fishing rod, like, it catches and yep. just goes... Yeah, you like, get, like, a little gentle tug, and then suddenly it's a really hefty tug. And then the, the, like, line goes spinning... Yep. Now reel, reel, reel. Oh gosh. Okay, okay, okay. Starts trying to reel in. It is, this is really difficult. It's okay. You're doing great. Hold on tight. Get the, like, trying his best to, like, reel it in, like, pulling on the rod, like, reeling in, trying to, like, Leaning backwards, you know that thing <laughs> some big kids do when they're first learning how to fish? Leaning yeah. backwards as if that's going to help. Mm -mm. It doesn't, but you know. You know, doing that isn't going to actually help you, right? I don't know what else to do because I feel like I'm going to get yanked forward. You won't. It's okay. You're not going anywhere. And do you, do you get this fish? I don't know. Do I? I think you totally do. What um, is it? <laughs> it's it's huge, but it's not like, you know, like ginormous Magikarp thing. You know, it's just a. Well, no, I think no. It's not like it's not like it's not like you you fished out Kyogre, right? <laughs> but you have like something like a Magikarp. You know what I'm saying? It's still a big fish. Um, it's bigger than you for sure. Um, <laughs> it's beautiful. Like, flies up out of the water, like, lands in the boat. <laughs> Which, like, yanks Cory backwards. Do you fall in the water? Sure. <laughs> Falls in the water. The fish is, like, flopping at the boat. It's massive. The boat keeps, like, jostling. And Corey pops back up and is like, "You spit out like a little fish, like a minnow, <laughs> like hair, which is longer than it used to be, is like in his eyes, and he's got to like shake his head." Mm -hmm. I was like, I "Did I get it?" I think I, I lift up the big fish and I go, "Did you get it?" Come on, there. And look at what you've done. Heaves myself back into the boat. <laughs> Fails the first time. Does it again. <laughs> you have to like grab me by the back of my shirt and like haul me into the boat. Yep. Now throw it back. What? I think we have to cut it there. It's just like, now throw it back. What? Yeah. Cut. <laughs> Corey does go back to Thrush at the end of this very long day. Fucking soaking. Like, not soaking wet anymore, but it's definitely gotten, like, soaked a few times and clothes dried out in the sun. So it's, like, uncomfortable. <laughs> But it's just 
excited talking about fishing. <laughs> it seems you had fun after all. Shut up. <laughs> I didn't have fun. What are you talking about? You don't know me. <laughs> okay, maybe I had a little bit of fun. I'm changing my clothes now. I, I feel gross. <laughs> a thing we forgot to do because I just kind of immediately moved into scene prompts was we are supposed to utilize our resources to chain, like, to, to sort of fix some of the thing like the 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 resource strains so we have the the people of the enclave are justifiably wary we have a cultural divide and the peoples of the fleet are depleted and exhausted and our resources are hope uh fuel you didn't write yours down fine yeah ooh i should do that Uh, I believe I wanted, you know, I think I wanted to do a, uh, reconnected. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, you got reconnected as a trait and you got community as a resource. So I think the thing that I'm going to alleviate uh, is, uh, depleted and exhausted with hope. Mm -hmm. So we are no longer, we, we are, uh, I think, despite being depleted and exhausted, like the, the people of the fleet, uh, are strong. And we feel like we can still keep going. I don't know how to make that pithy, but, you know. <laughs> and I remove my resource. So, Malia, out of the two things that are left, uh, do you feel like the resource that you have could help with the peoples of the Enclave being justifiably wary, or the cultural divide? I think it'd help with the cultural divide, maybe, because, like, doing the bartering thing uh, with the fuel. Okay. So remove the fuel resource, so using uh, the cultural divide, uh, like, using fuel for that, like, it helps... Uh, ease that because we're able to barter more. Mm -hmm. uh, which means the community gets used on the people's being justifiably wary. <laughs> so, Solace, how does uh, community kind of shift that? Oh, the cultural divide? Uh, justifiably wary. Justifiably wary. How yes. does community... I'll be wary. Well, let me see something. Let me just 
and remind myself what wary means. Feeling or showing caution about possible dangers or problems. Okay. Well, I think community, you know, in community, we share a lot of stories. Um, and so, you know, wariness is a, is a sort of a, you know, a, a trepidation, a hesitation, mm-hmm. you know, at the precipice of something, you know, before the big leap, right? And there are a lot of stories about that jump, you know, that charge, mm-hmm. that, 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 that first step over the edge. Um, and I think, um, that's probably the time for the big speech. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or something like that. Yeah. Has a meeting with like their cultural leaders, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tea ceremony. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Things like that. Okay. The next thing that we're going to do is time's passage. Do as many of the following as feels right for your character. So you can heal, aka dismissing a trait you no longer desire or feel is accurate. Create another trait to replace it. You can grow. Over time, you're promoted, retrained, or made obsolete. Change your character's archetype to another from the starting character creation table or to one of your own invention. And remain. The fleet will eventually return to Earth, but not everyone who came this far needs to rejoin that fight. Elders may pass on, soldiers may resign their commission, non-combatants may settle in this strange and quiet place, and others among the fleet or the first exodus will take their position. Retire your character and create a new one, whether from the initial set of archetypes or from the following suggested roles. You do not have to do any of these if you don't want to. Uh, You can also do as many of them as you want to. Uh... I, for, uh, Corey, actually think I am going to dismiss, uh, green as a trait. Because I no longer think that he is green. Uh, and I'm going to potentially change it with something else. I need to look at the thingies really quick. Yeah, I think I'm going to do heal and grow in the same sort of breath, because I think I'm going to um, make uh, Corey's archetype go from rookie to ace. Nice. Because uh, uh, Corey's the only one who can fly Thrush. Thrush won't let anybody else fly, fly them. And I think my new trait is going to be fiery. So I'm resolute and fiery. Uh, I am not dismissing my character. I'm good. We're good. Uh, Corey is sticking around. Malia, are you going to do any of these? Uh. You don't have to. I kind of like the idea that a lot of time has passed since they got here. It's been a year and a half. Uh. Okay. Well, I don't think that's a long enough time for 
for Sud to have been around. And I think this is where I, I think I'll choose like remain. Uh, and okay, so like, you want to swap to a different character, basically. Yeah, because I think this is going to be where uh, she revives Jiwei. Ooh. Oh, so we're putting this in the past. Yeah. Ooh. So are you, are you, is your new character going to be Jiwei? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, I'm going to, hold on, I'm going to, um. Oh, you're just going to keep adding on here. I was going to make you a new, a new thing. Okay, we can do a new thing, too. Oh, you're an anonymous dolphin now. Hey, I'm a dolphin. All right, I have duplicated your slide, and we are going to strike through that, and you can come down to this one and just change it. Uh, So... Solace. Jiwei is Malia's character from season one of um, Hope's Hearth. Jiwei is a plant person uh, who is a doctor on Hope's Promise. Um, Jiwei is the last of the original race of plant people from the planet that's, that Sud is from, is a, a god from, um, and knows things. <laughs> question mark knows things I probably spelled Jiwei wrong uh, but I can't remember how to spell you, it you have in fact spelt Jiwei wrong I remember, don't remember it's, it's like uh, Polish or something yeah I spelt it correctly uh, so what is Jiwei's <laughs> archetype is Jiwei gonna be one of these uh, fancy new ones from the peoples of the first exodus uh, you can have the errant duty bound battle frame host artisan flock shell shepherd or aesthetist aestheticist hmm. I feel like duty bound would fit really well yeah I was thinking either that or Artisan. Artisan and Scattered would be very funny. <laughs> Jiwei had a personality. <laughs> you can also go back to the ones that, uh, the other table and pick one of those as well if you want to. Nah, I'll stick with this one. Yeah, I'm going to do Artisan. Okay. And for, I mean, there's first Exodus emissary, which gives you eccentric from the original list. Nah, I think I do artisan and scattered. Okay. All right. Uh, and the other shit that goes with that. Uh, what do you? What does Jiwei grieve? Jiwei doesn't have to grieve anything, but. Um, is it like family and social connections, affluence and social standings, material possessions, comfort and security, opportunities and planning, or physical well-being? I think it's family and social connections. That makes sense. Yeah. 
Uh, and relationship with Cory and Xanthus. What is the first time that Jiwei meets Cory? Oh boy. <laughs> what a time. Cory, this resolute, fiery ace pilot of the biggest mech Jiwei has ever seen. A fucking rowdy teenager who's just like trying to prove himself. I think Jiwei I think Jiwei is like finds him interesting. Okay. Uh because I think with the way that Jiwei is and knowing the things that Jiwei knows can tell uh. that the the mech is sentient and <laughs> is like this is a beautiful relationship. <laughs> Jiwei, I know they're gay and I ship it. <laughs> and what does Jiwei think about um, Xanthus? <laughs> I wrote what you said because I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of paint me a picture of how uh, Xanthus has maybe changed a bit going through this journey. I definitely, well, I'm definitely for, I'm for definitely for one, uh, taking away uh, austere and replacing it with reassuring. I think this is someone who is. They have become dad. Yeah, yeah, they really have. Um, they've sort of moved from this sort of, you know, you know, stoic, exacting figure, and really sort of become someone who knows how to really like attend. They have become soft. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're really like they have they they're willing to slow down and have that talk. There's no rush yet. Um, you know, the the pressure is just gone. There's just like a just a tension in their shoulders that you know that they had that they don't have anymore. Okay. So I think the Jiwei is like they've been through a lot and Now they're like this pillar of the community. Like a, an example of of how it should be here. Of how like you should take things easy and not struggle and uh just kind of take each day at a time. Okay. Uh, Xanthus. That's me. How do I take to to Jiwei G- G- or? Uh, I'm I- uh no, it's now it's your turn. Like uh, heal, grow, remain. What do you oh, do? Um, is grow the one where you replace a trait? Yeah, uh, heal. Heal is the one where you replace a trait. Grow is where you change your character's archetype. Right. Interesting. Yeah. No, I think they're still the captain. Um, 
They're still the captain, but uh Oh honestly, now that I think about it, hold on, I actually might I actually might change my mind about that. You know what? That is so interesting. Eyes um, emoji. That is so, you know what? I'm thinking diplomat. Diplomat is an interesting one because I think like, like captain has I think like they, like 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 on paper are they still like the captain? Yes. Um but I think like archetypally speaking. This that is adverb archetypal. That doesn't make any sense. Um from the lens of like who they are, like as in uh, what they do, right? Um diplomats kind of making a lot of sense because they've had to sort of like moderate community and juggle all these different needs. And that's not, you know, the purview of a soldier. I don't think. Um, so diplomat is an interesting one. I'm kind of multi-classing here, if you will. Because um, I, I think that's that's interesting. I imagine the person that would, that would, that hypothetically that arrives on Hope's Promise is someone that has tried to buoy the weight of a lot of worlds on the way. And so, um, Diplomat seems like the the path there, I think. Okay. Um, but the captain doesn't necessarily leave them either. Strike out the captain and put diplomat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now I'm going to ask this. I'm not going to ask this of you, Malia, because you've already uh, uh, changed yours. Why is this one struck out? Hold on. Uh, so, um, Xanthus, do, does your, uh, bond with, um, with Cory, uh, change at all? No, I don't think so. What is, uh, Xanthus's... What does Anthus think of Jiwe? Uh, uh, Great question. Let me look at Jiwe again. Hmm. Oh no, I think Jiwe is a. I think Jiwe is a bit of a mystery to them. Um. I, I, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, what is an answer? I think to them, you know, they they represent um, Yeah, no, I thought I had something. I don't. Uh, <laughs> it's gone. Totally fine. Um, I know that um, Corey's uh, bond, uh, thoughts about Xanthus has changed. Um, it went from they're a war hero, I look up to them to I still look up to them and maybe consider them a parental figure. Maybe. And then, uh, Corey's thoughts about Jiwe is she's an odd duck, but I like her.
now, uh, I'm going to ask that we stop and schedule another session. Because we've been playing for two and a half hours and my brain hurts. That's fair. Eddie, does that sound good, Solace? Yeah. So we'll pick back up at Call to Arms. Yes, we'll pick back up at Call to Arms. Uh, yeah, the 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 play the the book the game also every so often is like, hey, you should probably take a break. We've been playing for two and a half hours. Yep, it's it even it even says, don't feel pressured to finish this game this session or guilty if you're exhausted. <laughs> so you know. Um, so yeah, uh, this has been the first of two sessions for Celestial Bodies Orbital Mechanics. Um, and, uh, again, it is by, hold on, <laughs> Thomas, uh, Herbertson, which you can find on itch.io at mossykid.itch.io forward slash celestial bodies orbital mechanics. It is $8, but if you bought the TTRPG bundle to benefit, uh, Palestine, uh, a year ago, it's also in that. Uh, I didn't need to buy it when I bought it earlier today. I already owned it. Now I own it twice. Whoops. Oops. I wasn't paying attention. Um, I have been Izzy. You can t continue to find me online, uh, at Lots of Deer on Tumblr or in various other places at the Sean Deer or Sean Deer. You can find the other podcast I do, Abbey Archives, at Abbey Archives. Uh, and you can find Colchis on Tumblr, uh, at colchispod.tumblr.com, which should be hopefully premiering before the end of this year at worst, uh, midsummer at best. Uh, with me today has been Malia. Uh, yes, I have been and will continue to be Malia. Uh, as always, you can find me on the internet at criminally cryptid with one L. Uh, but also if you enjoyed listening to me and you want to check out another podcast that I'm a part of, uh, I'm also part of Room Where It Happened. Uh, it's, uh, actual play podcast. Yeah. Podcast. Play actual play podcast. Yeah, better than one. <laughs> yeah, got it. Nailed it. First try. No one can tell me different. Uh, <laughs> right now we're doing a horror series. Um, oh, it's so, so good. So if you're interested in that at all, or you can check out. Uh, we've also been Space Cowboys and uh, just your general fantasy freaks. Um, you can check us out. <laughs> That's on one way to put it. <laughs> you can check us out on at Roomware Pod, uh, on your podcatcher of choice or come on over to our Discord, uh, the chat room where it happened. <laughs> uh, and Solace. Yeah. Hi. I'm Solace. Uh, you can find the one game that I wrote, uh, at itch.io slash, uh, Solace Gray. Gray with it's an a good e. game. <laughs> Um, yeah. Don't you much. laugh nervously. It's a good game. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. Um, you can find, uh, this podcast at Hope's Hearth Pod on Tumblr, 
Uh, you can also find the uh, podcast collective we're part of, Heartside Enclave at HS Enclave on Tumblr. Uh, we love you. Uh, stay safe. Go home. Stay home. Get vaccinated and boosted before the government takes away our, our ability to get it for free. Um, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your goddamn hands. Howdy, 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 howdy. Aw, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 All right, let's go to time that is and clap. Let me know when you're there. I'm here. I'm there. Uh, Clap at the 10. Clap at the 10. us on social media you can find us on tumblr at hope's hearth pod and if you would like to support us you can find us on coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash hs enclave this podcast is part of hearthside enclave and some other shows you might like are abby archives a redwall book club analysis podcast and post-apocalyptic news radio a Fallout-inspired audio drama.